Hey friends, it's Joe. Felicia. <laughs> I sound like a chain smoker. You are. Sorry. I'm not a chain smoker. Yeah, you've just been sick. You're, she's not a chain smoker. Just on the I've weekends. never smoked anything in my life. I know. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to do a tabletop. We're working on a puzzle, eating tiramisu, and excited to reconnect with our friends and family in the podcast world. Does that seem like fair? I just cut that in half. That yeah, right. that's fine. Cool. So yeah, we've had a crazy, crazy season the last three weeks. I did a business trip in... Um, so we both looked backwards to make sure our child's alive. She's eating a balloon right now. Is it big enough that she can choke? I don't think so. No, she's good. Uh, but yeah, I did a, a business trip out in San Francisco and San Diego for a couple days. And right when I got back, I had strep. And then that was while Felicia's family was in town. Then we had a week of me getting over strep while all the kids got sick. Then Felicia got strep. Then my family came into town while she had strep. And she just put a piece in Milan. Way to go. It was her butt. <laughs> Finished the butt. We're working on a Milan-themed puzzle. And now she's a chain smoker. <laughs> Our kids have been... I've been sick also, back and forth. Nothing serious, but just like respiratory stuff. Runny noses. It's been rough. It's been a rough couple weeks. In addition to that... <laughs> Her baby's making noises. In addition to that, Japan just opened their borders. So now we're like trying to still remain present where we are. I don't know if that's been hard for you. Like I've started to think tactfully about like what's the next on this thing or what's the next thing we have to do there? Do we even have to do anything? Like how fast will the process truly be? So the, the borders opened yesterday and that's a very loose expression basically japan is now allowing or accepting visa applications if you don't like it we can pull it mm, she's fine she's I just... playing with the balloon yeah. <laughs> she's slobbering on it but um so they're accepting applications but then there's a process of like they accept <laughs> the application they approve it it gets mailed to us we drive to our japanese consulate we get our passport stamped for our visas and they start shipping our goods to japan then we have to book flights like and we're right Pressure. in the middle. You cannot have any of mine at all. What, no. What can I do to get the other half of this tiramisu? <laughs> Nothing. Because I really want it. No. Do you see how I inhaled this? It's it's impressive. There's nothing you can do to what get the other half. What can I do? I mean, there's things we probably can't discuss on our podcast, but no. <laughs> I'm not sharing my tiramisu. What if I just eat it? No. <laughs> I'm like talking. We're I'm like savoring my half. I'm working towards it, but I'm talking. Whereas you just, you're creeping onto my side. <laughs> Get out. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna set this over here. What was I saying? <laughs> was just trying to steal all my. Uh, visas? Were you talking about visas? Mm hmm. It's a mess. <clears throat> it's like it is such a hard season to raise children because I just want to provide them like direction mm. and and stability and what I'm learning is that kids are far more adaptable and flexible than I will ever be yeah like actually one of my 
Kip. When Kip is like a president of something in J&J, I won't disclose fully who Kip is and what he does, but he was influential in, in getting us the role in Japan. And he met with me and just like wanted to check in. Like we crossed paths in the cafeteria and he bought me a sparkling water and he just sat down and said like, hey, like, you know, yes, this is about Japan, but it's about you. But one thing he talked about was like, your kids are at the perfect age where this will just be an adventure for them. Like there'll be challenges, but mm -hmm. they're probably going to be more flexible and more open and more adaptable than you will be. And the success of the transition will be whether you and your wife can truly adapt across that cultural gap right? and enjoy it and build a life there and find a contentment there for the season you're there. How long was he there? Uh, he was there for, I think, four years. That's actually a really good question because I met him. He was a, a VP in sales when I met him. And I, there was an organizational announcement that he was like moving out to Japan to leave the company. I had never met him, so I set up 30 minutes in his office. I was just like, hey, I thought you should know. Like, I go to Japan every year. I'm interested in Japanese opportunities. And you should use Duolingo in order to learn Japanese. Like, that was our whole one-on-one -on -one and other things I can't remember. But he was the first person from Japan that reached out to me about the role and like guided me through the interview process and he remembered that discussion mm. which was such a blessing because like i was so unsure of if i should even cross into that relationship or not yeah like if i should just let it go or or do i prime a future opportunity i was really glad i did that i do that a lot actually yeah. i have a lot of like doubts about connecting with certain people and I find that a lot of times those connections always circle back. I think it's a faith thing too for me. Like mm. I think that God genuinely wants me to connect with the right people at the right time. And he kind of like amplifies the fruitfulness of that. Whereas I know some other individuals like struggle with it where they feel like they don't like they hit dead ends with individuals and relationships. Yeah. And I feel like everything I hit is just like it flows like water. Oh wow, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's been really interesting. I mean, I can't I can't really I don't really have an example of that in like a work situation. Mhm. Mm but I feel like in social situations I can kind of understand like just like um trying your hardest to like connect with somebody and just like not Having jiving, them. you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, you've been on a lot of relationships where you really have to like chase or pursue, and it's been really neat for me to see you let some of those relationships go. I've had to do that too. I think COVID naturally pruned certain friendships, which is unfortunate. Where I realized that like our home and our welcoming people into our home was always an outreach, never like. It didn't reach people coming to step into our space. We were always like pulling them in. And it's been kind of liberating to have my circle grow smaller with certain individuals to just recognize like who actually seeks out us and wants to hang out and be a part of our life. Yeah, I mean, I'm so like being in our 30s, like one of the things that I learned in my 20s was like. 
to honestly not try so hard with people. Yeah. And wait, you're about to get deep. I am. But you said being in our thirties. I'm in my I'm in want, my thirties now. I'm not. You're twenty nine, but you're gonna be thirty in three months. So I'm not ready to face that. So I'm still in my twenties. You're in your late twenties. You so can you can go. I made this sorry. revelation in my <laughs> early to mid twenties. I will say that mm -hmm. my mid twenties. I'll say that I made this revelation. Okay. Right. And I'm with it. And I started actually implementing it in my life in my late twenties. So there's the range. But I've learned to just, like, I've learned that it's not worth investing in people that will not invest in you at the same time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, what I mean is, like, in peer relationships where someone is either in the same stage of life as you or in the same age range as you. If you're constantly pursuing somebody and they're ghosting you or leaving you like, you know, in that dead space, that airtime, like where you've texted them or called them or even emailed them, like, <laughs> and they don't get back to you within a week or two weeks, like, it's just not worth pursuing that friendship or mm -hmm. relationship again. It's not a fit. It's, it's not, not a, a good, good fit. fit because, like, it takes so much. At least this is for me. And I'm I'm an introvert more so than anything. And so it takes a lot of courage to just text someone. My best friend, I did not think we were good friends until two years ago. <laughs> But I've known her for six years. Mm -hmm. That's because that's not any. That's not her fault. Yeah, she starts with a K, right? I am one hundred percent insecure about all of my relationships mm -hmm. that I make. And so when I told her, I was like, I was like, "Wow, I really feel like we're really good friends." And she's like, "Felicia, you're my best friend," mm -hmm. and it blew my mind because I, I was like, that. I was like, "Oh." So you feel the same way I do. That's so great. And I feel like I have to like build walls up because there's been so many times. And this is, like I said, this is just in my mid-20s where I've reached out to people and have continually tried to build friendships, meaningful relationships with people. And they just have never reciprocated. Mm -hmm. They've left me hanging. And it's like... I'm sorry, I don't have time for that anymore. Yeah. So that's what I learned in my mid-20s that I'm taking into my 30s when it comes to friendship. Is like, if you don't text me back within a couple of days, I'm probably not going to text you back ever mm -hmm. again until you text me. Because I don't want to always be the pursuer in a, in a friendship. Sometimes I also would like to be pursued because it makes me feel like my time is valued and that I'm valued as a person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? No, that's really good. I think it, a neat distinction, right, is that that is for friendship. That's my friendship. I yeah. think with mentorships, it's a little bit different. Explain and, that. Yeah, so I, I think, I for those of you who don't know, which is all of you, because I've never shared this, but like I have what I call a spiritual advisory board. You could think about it as like my 
sources of sages in my life. So there's a wide range of mentors and individuals that are two to six stages ahead of me in their life that I've brought into this circle or this council. All of those individuals I've pursued in different ways. Chris being Did one you of initiate them. that? Yeah. So I initiated all okay, of them. But Rob. Then, Rob is in that group saying uh But do they ever text you to check in? No. None of them ever do that. None of them do. And the the dynamics of it is basically like I recognize that there is something in them that crosses over directly with where I am or where I will be. And I want to learn from where they've had challenges or where they've come short. And I want to emulate what has made them successful. And they show me like the time of day. So the only reciprocation I've gotten is like an engagement from them or an interest or an openness to continuing the relationship. But because they're in higher levels like VPs or senior pastors or, or you know missionary directors, um, I often will be very strategic with how I use their time. So when I go into a discussion with them, I'll typically walk through like, hey, these are the five things that are going on in my life, the questions I'm trying to answer and navigate. And I'll, I'll give them a quick run of like three minute scenario, give me six minutes of wisdom, <laughs> three minutes tomorrow. And then eventually like I'll start to break off and become more informal. Like with Chris, I'm a lot more informal and it just kind of flows out. But for those individuals, I am seeking wisdom. So there is a chase. And I think what I'm noticing as I move into my 30s is I'm chasing those individuals less, which is kind of interesting. I don't know how I feel about it. Like I don't have um, a lot of mentors anymore the way that I did earlier in my career. That said, Chuck, I don't know if I've talked about Chuck, He's from Robot Land. Like, he went out of his way to mentor me. He's like, I want it to be on my goals and objectives this year to invest in you. Mm-hmm. And that was shocking. And even with Prasanna, I had some of that engagement. These are two individuals within J&J that have started to actively invest into me. Um, as opposed to me doing the chasing. So, there's kind of a balance. So, I'm curious. Yeah. I have questions about that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, some of the ones that you chased, right, that you initiated with, you're still very engaged with and very involved in, and you still glean wisdom from them, I'm sure, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. So, what, in terms of, like, the fulfillment that you find, how, how are the two different? you find more fulfillment out of the relationships that you've initiated in? Or are they completely different? Because I know some of them are pastors and some of them are or just like work and tech, technical um, people. Yeah. It, so it might not be a fair comparison. Well, the people from work are still people of integrity. Right. Not all of them are people of faith. Some of them are intra-faith or different backgrounds. I would say it's it's different, right? Because there's a desire, like, 
I have a desire to be loved and for people to seek me out and come alongside me. And I try to do everything I can to open my doors to those opportunities, right? Like even when we had friends and we were neighbors, like creating a drop-in culture where you can come in anytime. Like I really wanted the relationship from friends. <laughs> like the two were yeah. like, they're constantly breaking. They're like, yeah, sure. I, I legitimately desire that. I think adulthood's been hard for me because we don't, we, we weren't friends with our neighbors. We were proximal to them, but we weren't like in each other's houses or lives. But or they were also seasons. not at the same. Yeah, they're a different season. Yeah, they all of our neighbors in the house that we grew, that we, that we grew up in, that we moved into, they were older people than we mm -hmm. were. So I, I think like adult friends has been hard for me because I feel like a lot of the friendships I've made, in some ways they may be clickier with other circles. And clickier um not not our immediate core some of the um church friends we have and things like that like unless i was in church hanging out with them like we weren't hanging out outside that much unless i brought them into my world sure. they never brought me into theirs sure yeah there, i think there's one time in the last six years two times i was invited out for drinks at a youth pastor's house which was awesome I think they all brought beer and I had like coconut rum. Like that's all I drank was coconut rum. And then I was invited out <coughs> for like a mini night on the town with a couple guys. <coughs> and that's two times in six years of living in this city. Because right. we started kids early. We entered a different season. And then we had our clan of like families raising families together. But I didn't have the same kind of like being pursued this so with the other relationships with the mentor relationships i like how we got on this topic yeah it's it's deeply fulfilling to see that they want to impart wisdom so yeah. like after because there's always the insecurity of making the first ask of setting up time and being like hey oh my God. i noticed you're like in this season of life i lost sleep over trying to initiate over with mentors mm-hmm I'm legit, but that's just because, again, I'm I'm an overthinker, mm -hmm. and I'm an extreme introvert, and so initiating anything and asking for wisdom is, like, very intense for me. Oh, yeah. But continue, go on. Well, it's hard for me, too. <laughs> I'm just, like, I know I'm it's good not at, easy. I'm good at pressing through it or around it. But I found that when it comes to building those mentor relationships, like when I saw that the 30 minutes blessed them, that's when I received something. So how do you know that? Like with Chris, in some of our discussions, he can see Chris is a, a, an awesome pastor. He's an author. He's a mentor of mine. And he has this vision of what he calls church-like heaven. So it's it's rooted out of scripture, Revelation 7, 9. And it's the idea of like every tribe coming together in equity. So our church does a lot with like racial inequity and crossing those bounds. A lot of what I do within Johnson & Johnson is focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And when I shared... Um, the vision I've been working on, because I can't disclose what that's called yet, because I don't know if I can. Um, like, I could tell that that blessed him to see that everything he's been preaching and teaching for six years and imparting to me in discussions is being blessed by God and coming to fruition 
in the workplace in Johnson and Johnson at a large scale. And that that's happened with multiple mentors I've had over uh, the years. Rob's another example. Rob was like a, a VP of operations, a person of faith. And I could just tell that like our interactions were an encouragement to him when he saw that some of the things he taught, I was putting into practice and they were transforming my life and those around me because he wanted to make me a leader who could make leaders, who make leaders like that multi-generation leadership development approach. And he started to see it and it was encouragement. So I've had that multiple times. So when I get to that point with someone, which normally takes between two and 12 one-on-ones over the course of years, and that gives me a deep sense of like purpose and value. Interesting. Yeah, but like there's a pursuit from my end. I think as I get older, I will eventually be on the flip side. So I think that I'm already starting to experience members of my initiative because I'm creating this team um, focus on Japan. Like I'm sensing that I'm becoming that person to them. But rather than making them chase or pursue me, like I'm meeting them halfway. And I think that's been a blessing to all of them. And there are some in the, in the group that I might have to chase a little bit more, but I think as I grow in like wisdom and and power, like more individual, like I will have to have more of a distance and let individuals come to me and invest in those that really want that relationship. But I, I can tell that I'm starting to turn that corner, which may be why I'm not actively seeking mentorship right now, because I'm giving mentorship. Mm, interesting. I don't want to have a blind spot with that either, though. Like, it's important yeah. to have people before you and behind you and peers. Like, you need that balance of the three. It's interesting that that you say that, like, your mentors like would feel or you felt that like it was worthwhile once your mentors saw that they were that you I'm sorry that you were putting into practice what they were kind of putting into you yeah right and like that's how that's how you kind of validated your pursuit of them right Mm -hmm. so you felt validated once once you felt that they were kind of that their wisdom was being listened to Mm -hmm. and that you were actually they could tell that you were gleaning from them am i getting am i getting that right yeah yeah i I think like um like they expressed their gratitude towards you or something like that yeah and it's normally something where i would have to either have like an ear to hear it like to to actively be looking to see if that level of engagement had been reached with them mm-hmm. um, or they would express it so one of the individuals that expressed it a lot was actually kevin so kevin what was my boss for almost four five years shoot i learned a lot from kevin me and kevin had quite a wonderful journey um there's some challenges early in our relationship but i'm so thankful for his leadership over my life but i remember there were there were multiple times where he told me that i i actually apply what he says 
which implies that other people don't apply don't do what that. he says. Yeah. Right, right. And and he would see that there's always like this active engagement in our discussions that I really pressed against it and I found you know a way to truly change and apply it and he would vocalize that consistently. Mm. And that was really helpful for me because I felt like okay this relationship's difficult at times. I don't like how I'm being asked to grow or shift, or I don't feel fully understood, or like there's a lot of those yeah. kind of wrestling and warring I had with him. But those comments kept me in the relationship because I could tell he really cared. Are there times yeah. that you ever felt like you were a burden to your mentor? Oh, yeah. I felt like I was terrible to mentor, <laughs> um, at least for Kevin. <laughs> no, I'm talking about just like in, in general. general. I think sometimes, like, I I was always, um, I'm always intentional about giving a mentor an out. So, hey, like, I really appreciate this time. I'm getting a lot out of it. I just want you to know, like, if this doesn't fit anymore, like, it's been a great journey so rob was one of those individuals like we were together in a season within j and j god opened up an opportunity for him to leave j and j we still connect through some of his devotionals he sends and i message him periodically and he like snaps right back like he like if i asked to meet with him he would make time for me mm -hmm. but out of like mutual respect like I don't want to burden him with that. And I know that I'm like, I've received what I needed to receive from him in that season. Yeah. So I, I've let him go. Right. <laughs> right. Even though we pleasantly cross paths periodically. But I think I do feel that weight consistently of like, I'm using someone else's time. And you push through that. Yeah, because I, I see that, like, at the end of the discussion, I can only perceive that they enjoyed the time or as an encouragement to them just as much to me. But it's still hard. It's hard to create margin for relationships because there's so much pressure we have, so many things we need to accomplish in our personal lives and our work lives that it's an added, like, ask. Mm -hmm. And I think it's an area where if the ask is done correctly, she's safe. I can see her. Um, oh, she's crawling in our room. Yeah, she's exploring a little bit. Where are you bit. going, babe? Hey! <laughs> where are you going? She makes the biggest smiles. <laughs> she does. That's our daughter, Emiko. She's like six to nine months. How old is she's she? Now? Six months. Six show. months. She's huge. She's already almost walking. She can like stand <laughs> and crawl along the edge. Yeah. Yeah, happy little baby. You big girl. But with that, I think that's a good discussion on our life. And then we went into the friendship mentorship space. That was kind of cool. Yeah, I had some questions. Oh, go ahead. No, I had questions for you about that. Oh, we, we resolved. And we talked about We talked about That's a good talk. I feel like I learned something. You did? Yeah. What did you I, learn? Like, just the, where we have commonalities on, like, not wanting to chase mm. individuals. But I think we are distinct on how we grow and develop through relationship. Like I really, for a season, really sought mentorship and it helped kind of give me a different vantage point. And now some of those relationships are like in maintain mode. Mm -hmm. So like I've gotten over the, the threshold of hard. I enough. go through professional counseling. <laughs> yeah, you get everything mm -hmm. through counseling. Mine's all informal. Yeah. That's why I don't need to go to counseling. Mm. I'm just kidding. I probably need to go. 
Just like I need to go to PT and I need to get that epidural. Max keeps asking about you every I single know, time. I know, poor Mask. How's Matt? How's Joe doing? Well, you know, Max, it's neither here nor there. I've done what I could do. Yeah, I mean, right now Joe is doing work till 9.30 at night and he still has four hours of grad school. So I just sneaking in two days of PT a week is kind of tough right now, Max. Can Max come to my house and do home <laughs> visits? <laughs> He's a funny guy. He is a funny guy. Good people. Well, for those of you who don't subscribe, uh, feel free to like and subscribe podcast. I don't even know how to do that. We're, I don't even know what we're doing in these spaces. I know how it works on TikTok I know and that. YouTube. I know killing it on this puzzle right now you are killing on the puzzle i thought you were much more engaged in the conversation while doing the puzzle which this is great. time this time around yeah the first we were talking about like the first time we tried to do this like i had the expectation we would chat while doing the puzzle and she wanted to give you like puzzle asmr like no just puzzle sounds. no you <laughs> are twisting words here <laughs> we talked about doing puzzle asmr first we did and then you were like cool let's turn it on and then you're like, blah, 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 blah. hello, friends. I'm Joe, and this is Felicia, and we're going to do a puzzle. And then you started talking and talking, and I was like, where's the asthma? <laughs> and you just kept going, <laughs> and you slower. wouldn't stop. And I was like, I guess we're not doing puzzle ASMR then. <laughs> so. Oh, I love you. It's so fun. I'm sorry that my voice sounds terrible. It's awesome. Are you going to sing with me? Oh, also on the on the the Joe and Felicia front, in case you didn't know, not only do I sound like this, but I also got a root canal done today, <laughs> sounding like this. So that's super fun, and I don't know if I would necessarily recommend it, but it's over with now. So there's that. Well done. Thank you. Da na 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 na. To the revolution. Nice. I just got another puzzle piece in. And the hope that you subscribe. <gasps> got you got, got two. May our content. You go three for three? No. Always satisfy. Please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Okay, bye, bye, bye. 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 bye.